Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to episode 19 of Three Birds and a Pun. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Afia. I'm joined by my friend, Whip. What's up? Uh, John will be here momentarily. He's having a little bit of technical difficulties, but we'll, we'll see him in a little bit. The name of the episode is called Last Call, and we really have a great show for you tonight. We're going to be getting into a bunch of different topics that have gone on through this week. But before we do that, the first thing you got to do is hit that subscribe button. If you're following us, if you're not following us, why aren't you following us? Okay, um, please follow us at Three Birds and a Punt. Um, especially on our YouTube channel. Um, it's called At Three Birds and a Punt and also on wherever you get your podcast, uh, Spotify, Anchor, and Apple. So we'll start with um, the press conference. Was it was it earlier this week or, or late last week with um, Wentz, Roseman, and Howie Roseman? We call it like the dueling press conferences. And I, I want to kind of talk about it. What I've noticed and what you kind of have seen this week has been a rehab of Carson's uh, image, right? He went on this uh, interview with Pete McCaffrey. No, Pat, Pat McCaffrey. Pat, Pat McCaffrey. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he seemed really personable. Like, honestly, this is the Carson that I have always seen in my and in, in the in the media that I've consumed of him but it seemed like for the first time a lot of Eagles fans were getting like a, a like a fresh new Carson so it was, it was interesting to see how people viewed him once he was outside of the Philadelphia Eagles uh media Eagles lens so I'm just interested to get your take on the Wentz's press conference what he said and then um really what you what you heard or what you felt from Howie Rosen's press conference well what I take from it is, and, and you already know where I'm going with it. I think he a fraud. Like right. I, I do. Um, it, listen, let, let's let's go back a little bit. You know, think about this, yo. We lost our franchise quarterback because he, in my opinion, did not want to embrace competition. When they drafted Jalen Hurts, what did Carson Wentz tell the media? Oh, I'm fine with it. He's a good kid, you know. I have no problem with that. I think he'll he'll make a great teammate. Dude, if you felt that way, you should have said that shit in the beginning. You get what I'm saying? Um, 
I'm, I'm looking at him now and doing his little videos. He he making videos and shit now and about, you know, his experience with the Colts and he passing the ball to his new teammates. He went on a, a, a Pat McCaffrey, I believe I'm saying his last name right. He went on his show. I mean, he just making his rounds. And he never really did that in Philly. When he was here, you know, he was quiet church boy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, brother love is what I used to call him and shit. Cause um he always talked about that. And personally, I don't I don't listen, I don't have no beef with Carson Wentz. I just didn't like the way he went about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you me personally, he went out like a coward. Mm-hmm. You supposed to be this man who embraces competition. You a competitor. That's his favorite line. That's what he always uses, right? He he says that all the time. Well, if you a competitor, why did you run away from this young boy? Like, you clearly could have won against Jalen Hurts and be like, you know what? I had a bad year last year. Let's do this shit. But instead, he went that way and wanted to get traded just because he got benched. Just because he got benched in a game, he wanted to leave. And I, I just think that's a sucker's way, a sucker's way out, yo. I, I just believe. Okay, I, I appreciate you for your comments, Winston. I think, and I, and I think that that's a it's a good perspective. I, I feel like you're you are voicing what a what a lot of fans on Twitter who 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 don't like the way Wentz left the organization have have voiced right that that I don't like that he got benched and just decided he was done. I don't like that he didn't fight. You know, I don't like that he hamstrung this, that, and the third. You know, I I, I don't. I'm not going to say that your impression of it is wrong. I'm going to say that from from me, from the angle that I view or the view from that I see it, mm-hmm. Carson never specifically changed. Like you you say, you say, he never said, oh, I, I like the kid. I think Jalen's a good guy. He's, he always said that. People never heard him because it didn't match the narrative, which was, when is Jalen going to start and how does Carson feel about Jalen potentially starting, right? And that 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 angle creates more friction than, well, Carson's a good teammate. Carson is working his ass off. Carson has never, you know, um, outwardly displayed anything that would make you think there's a problem. And you hear that from not only Doug Peterson, you heard it from uh, players who, who spoke of how Carson was like, like you had one player who said you wouldn't even have known that Carson was benched had it not been for him being, not being the starter, the way that he behaved, he still prepared himself in his demeanor. And you even have, you know, Malcolm Jenkins had that show with Chris Long, where he said, Carson's not a bad guy. Carson's not a locker room guy. His, his approach, his demeanor just wasn't for everybody. And and, and I agree. and, and, And I think certain quarterbacks, and because Jalen had a more charismatic personality, right? And I think that's what's missing, is that Carson doesn't have charisma. And in Philadelphia, you have to have charisma in order to appeal to the fan base in a certain instance. And it wasn't like Carson ever changed. He just, he just didn't have charisma, you know? And so for me, uh, hearing him have these conversations and, and and seeing the way it ended, I am disappointed that it that it got to this point, but it ultimately became a, a breach of trust. And I just I just can't find fault with him for wanting a better situation for himself when his trust was broken. Like I, I just I just no, can't. I, I feel you, but like I mean I mean we agree to disagree, but I I, right. I honestly believe that you know 
he he could have went about it a different way. Whether or not that that weasel ass car, uh, uh, I'm about to say Carson, that weasel ass Howie Roseman has a lot to do with it. Right, and, and, and we definitely going to, you know, and that leads me into right into my next segment, right? Because, because, because it was interesting that they had their press conference like thirty minutes before Carson's, and it kind of was a, a dueling sort of thing. Correct. So I want to get your thoughts and your impressions on, well, how you felt, how he articulated his his vision and his sort of responsibility for last season. Well, well, clearly, they had that bullshit presser just to distract Carson Wentz, you know, um, press conference with, with the Colts. That's exactly why they did right. <laughs> Um I mean, everybody and their grandma know that shit. Absolutely. Um, me, personally, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the, the press conference and Howie Roseman looked like a fucking ghost. He looked at like he was just terrified. Did you see his right. face? You know? Right. He looked, he looked like he was a, a prisoner. Yeah, and like, yet Nick Seriani was such a raw yeah. raw. It was so it, it was so jarring the contrast between the two, you know? Correct. Because one was like fresh and excited yes. and one had been through the ringer. Yeah. Well, he I mean he is going through the ring. All these Philly fans want his motherfucking head. As well they should. I'm yeah. one of them. Hey. Yeah, I, me too. Me we, too. Queen of the Fire Howie Brigade, okay? That's what she is. Um <laughs> <laughs> Howie Roseman, man, like listen. <laughs> what what can I possibly say about this asshole, man? Like listen, the dude went about everything the wrong way. And 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 we go back to this conversation we had a few episodes ago. He got so used to winning the Super Bowl, he just thought that's what it was. Right. You know? It's like, dude, you're in the city, the city of Philadelphia. <laughs> okay? How long he been here, Steph? 10 years? 11 years? 20 years. With the 20 years. 10 Excuse years, me. I believe, is GM. Correct. Okay. 20 something years. And you finna tell me you don't know how this city get down? Mm-hmm. You can't have a parade on Broad Street and pack that shit like sardines in a can before COVID <laughs> and promise the city even though he ain't say it even though he ain't say it it's I gonna be normal. Exactly. Then you give us some old bullshit <laughs> then you come out and you tell the fan base that you wanted a quarterback like Russell Wilson you don't think Carson Wentz heard that shit yo right All I right? agree okay agree. so you hear shit like that from the gate you tarnishing your relationship right you're, okay? you're, you're fraying those ties Correct. Right? you're creating you're sowing seeds and I and I and it's because he's always playing both angles and Correct. you kind of notice that even with this with players you know yeah he has the habit of 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 reaching too early for the replacement and mm-hmm. then it creates a bad dynamic in Correct. the room you know Correct. and mm-hmm. I and I do think that that's something that that we can say that he that's why he has issues with maintaining rosters I agree. He doesn't, rem- he doesn't know when is it time to draft the replacement and when is it time to not waste premium picks on on talent like that. But you know? so 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 here's the thing, right? So 
we both football people. That's our thing. That's what right. we about. So listen, this shit gonna make you fucking laugh, yo. He came out with that quarterback factory shit while's back, right? That shit ain't work out. Him being a GM and being probably at that time in 2017, he was voted the best GM of the year or some shit like that. You would think that you would learn from something that was so good of winning the Super Bowl that what he do instead of moving forward he moved backwards okay you know you know what it is it's something that I was thinking about earlier uh today is that we ascended to that to that peak too fast mm-hmm. no one expected even the team did yeah, not yeah. expect us to go to the Super Bowl in 2017 right what? it was just it was a complete shock and, and and even the fact that the team could have absorbed the loss of its franchise starting quarterback you know and still be able to Reach and win a Super Bowl was something that I think set up a, a certain uh, expectation that mm-hmm. the team that the team just wasn't ready for. You know, it, was, it just wasn't ready to hold itself up to winning a Super Bowl. I agree. That's what I am, I am, I am hopeful for this year from Shiriani is that he has not immediately demanded to win a Super Bowl. I don't even honestly want him to win. The, I don't even necessarily want to go to the playoffs. I agree. I agree. You know, this is the foundation for success. And I really genuinely hope that we give him an opportunity to grow because what I'm looking for is a 10 plus winning season consistently. That's my metric. Well, well, I I tell you what. I tell you what. (laughs) If you want to see that, you better be doing a whole lot of praying because, um, I'm pretty sure you've been seeing what's been going around going on around the NFC East. Let me let me tell you. For those for those of you Yeah. Um yeah, we're gonna I'm, I'm we're gonna talk about that, but if Nick Sirianni, let, let me say this to you real quick, my guy. <laughs> okay. Howie Roseman and that Beetlejuice fucker, Jeffrey Laurie, put you in a bad situation. You are in <laughs> A pickle. You are in a pickle bottle. Pickle jar. Correct. And and that's and that's and that's and that's what leads me to what I'm about to say. Okay. He has no idea the man that Howie Roseman is, like we do. <laughs> okay. The city of Philadelphia know how he get down. We do. Okay, he's happy, never been a head coach before. He he assembled his team. Everything looked peachy keen over there to him. But the NFC East just got super, super strong. They became the Avengers <laughs> in, 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 in during free agency. All right. For those who don't know, uh, former Detroit Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay is now signed with the Giants. What does that mean? You got Slayton, <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Ken, uh, Kenny Galladay. What's the other one? What's the other one? The forgotten dude. Oh my God! What's his name? What's his name? Oh, damn! It, it'll come to me. But I've they. Never, I've never feared the Giants wide receiver. So I'll, I'll try to hold back my All right, no, I, and that's and that's fair. 
but they got they got a nice receiving court, and they added a Cal uh, Randolph or Rudolph, whatever fuck his name is, from the Vikings. Okay, so their team. There you go. So they added him too. Also, they still got Evan uh, Evan Ingram. That's one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That other guy that they just signed. Um, they signed Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Okay. Uh, and yes, okay, Fitzpatrick is maybe not the best, but you know they're low enough to trade into the top three, the top four to pick a QB. So, and he's going to be a good enough bridge QB. Um, and then you look at Dallas, and they have CeeDee Lamb. They have Gallup. They have Omari Cooper. Like, you, you, the one thing you'll say about the rest of the NFC is they shell out for their wide receivers. You, and, and that's and that's what brings me to Sirianni. And, and like I said, I listen, now I understand why John said he'll run through a wall with him. I mean, we wouldn't run through a wall. Right, right, no. <laughs> but the man the man was hyped. And I can get yes. it because he's trying to fire yes. up the fan base. But yes. what he don't understand is... We tired. Yeah, we already know what you're about. Bro. That's all how. Yeah. We're just, we're exhausted. And I think that that is part of why it's kind of was so jarring to see him be so excited when we just haven't felt that way in a, in three years, you know, because everything was so unexpected about the Super Bowl season. You just had to get on board and you just had to be, you know, really, really uh, amped up. But we've, we've gone through the turmoil of Chip. We've gone through, you know, the, the agony and brilliance of Andy. And, and, and we went through what we thought was going to be a period of stability under Doug. But it ended up being the most dysfunctional out of all three of the of eras. Doug's ended up being the most dysfunctional because it, it scattered the, the franchise QB, the, the winning Super Bowl winning head coach, and, and yet left the GM that engineered all of it. It's, it's kind of crazy. And the, and the man won the damn Super Bowl, yo. That's what I don't, I don't, and, I don't and, know. And will forever be known for, and, and, that, and that'll be the thing. And I think that that will be what Roseman, uh, I'm sorry, Lori points to, to to keep him, you know, because, because I think to a lot of the other reports that we've been hearing and we, we have to, we have to just spend a little bit of time talking about this until we move on but you know uh, Howie Roseman has done a good job in following orders and and making sure that his wants and Lori's wants are exactly the same and so as long as they continue to have a very symbiotic relationship and share the same vision of the team he's not going to be going anywhere I agree I agree um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. Um, our other co-host is here. John is just logging on, so let's finish this discussion. Um, so is it fair to say that the Eagles are in a bad situation with these wide receivers? Yeah, I would say. I would say let's let's get into this whole you know free agent discussion. Let's kind of spend like maybe five minutes talking about it because 
overall, we haven't made that many moves in, in free agency. We, we signed um, Harris, Anthony Harris. I thought that was a good signing. We picked up another safety, something Adams. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see, you know, maybe a little bit of Gannon's vision, but but not that much. But it, it pains me to, to see that, once again, we missed out on all the wide receivers that were pretty good. Like, are we even looking into T.Y. Hilton? It's, it's kind of... It, crazy to me you know we missed out on the good corners the last one that Adore had I haven't heard anything about it even though we we were just talking about one fingers crossed fingers crossed you know um the linebacker market I haven't heard anything so so I understand we are constricted because of cap concerns but it's it's it is to me, it seems like we're gearing up to say the draft is our moneymaker. We're just going to funnel all of it through there. And I'm wary of that because Howie is terrible at the draft. If, if, if that, Let me know if, what you guys think. If that is the case, if the draft, if it's uh draft or bust, we fucked. Because <laughs> Howie Roseman don't know how to draft shit, okay? Because here's the thing. You sat back and watched the whole NFC East just get strong. Mm-hmm. Super strong. And, and what I mean by super strong, fucking Dak is back now, man. All right? So that whole division just became fucking Thanos crew. And and we fucking uh, Iron Man without the damn money to spend and make equipment and shit. That's us. I feel like we're like DC. We're like we're like the pre-Snyder. Justice. Yeah, yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's we're us. Josh exactly. We're Josh Whedon's version of the Justice League. Correct. Right? And that's exactly what we are. Good, good point, yo. And it's like, it's like, here's the thing. You go out here and go grab Harris. Good pickup. That was a great pickup. But we need a, a good corner. Price. We need a corner who can help Slay yeah. defend yeah. this damn evil that's about to come our way. Because when I mean by evil, they're going to put up numbers on our ass like we ain't never seen before. Oh, yeah. We, we, we come. If you thought having Avante Maddox out there and seeing balls get thrown over his head was bad, if we don't get somebody out there, it's just like Slate can't do it on his own. He's not enough. <laughs> Hell no. And listen, um, if you follow me on Twitter, you follow Three Birds and a Point on Twitter, you can see that I even made a personal video um, basically asking um, Slate to uh, recruit. And just like always, he's ignored. He always ignored me. Who gives a fuck? But at the end of the day, he got the message. I'm pretty sure he's seen it. But it took one eagle, one eagle only, to see my message, but relay it in his own way. He basically told um, Adori uh, Jackson, you know what to do. <clears throat> so that led me to believe that he seen my shit. You get what I'm saying? Because it, it yeah. went viral. And now all of a sudden... I know Slate like, well, you know how Slate talk about Diane, you know? Shit, he did it. I, you know, I need to do it. You know how he talk about <laughs> Southern voice and shit. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's it's just that we are, listen, I am scared for this year, man. And even though we both, all three of us miss football right now, I am scared shitless of this year. Even if we go out there and go grab um Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith, you know this, I ain't saying Kyle Pitts, right? Fuck that. Um, talk about it next one yeah um we don't have nothing man even if like we listen if you can't bring veterans in here right now to to help these rookies out during the season what good is it you don't have we don't got no linebackers yo 
<laughs> the O-line is shocked as shit. Thank God Kelsey came back. Mm-hmm. What do we have? I Come think on, that's, that's, I so, think that's a, it's, a, it's a really good point. It, 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 it brings to mind this idea that, okay, in, in the press conference, Howie said, you know, he's going to let the, the young guys play, and we're kind of seeing that dynamic. And he, he talked up having 19 picks in the next two drafts, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. As it, as to basically say, you know, we have a, a youth pipeline coming through, and we're going to expect them to 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 build a foundation that of excellence for us. But it goes back to it only works if you're if you have a reputation for drafting well. And when you don't have a reputation for drafting well, you have to supplement that through free agency. But when you have fucked up your cap so much that you cannot supplement your poor drafting through free agency, you have the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. <laughs> and so and so that's that's pretty much where you are and that's just being realistic, you know. John, let me let me hear your thoughts on where you think uh the free agent moves so far. Andrew Adams was nice coming out of Penn State. When he went to Tampa Bay, he fills that Rudy Ford role as a gunner on special team who could fill in at corner, uh, at safety. And I think he'll be a good depth piece going forward. Harris, I predicted Harris coming to Philly. It only makes sense because uh, Gannon was his defensive backs coach with the Vikings when we busted their butt. Oh, okay. The championship game. So... And he also played with Rodney McLeod at University of Virginia. But um, if they don't sign, well, Adore Jackson is visiting the Giants today. They pushed it back because his, his mother's birthday was Saturday. So he's meeting with the, he met with the Giants today with the hopes of coming to Philly tomorrow. If that happens, okay. it's a done deal. So also, I don't know if you heard, but Kyle Fuller got released from the Bears. Of course, we all saw it. Yeah. Who did we want in the draft? Thank you. I did. I did. I liked him. Okay, so that, that's we need to get those two guys. We get those two guys. We got that's saying something for the defense. So check. So check this out. Is it fair to say, Birds, is that if Adoree Jackson don't sign a contract today, he's ours? Yeah. We should not let him leave. Can't. We, they, if he they can't gets, let him leave without. If he gets into Philly, we should not let him leave. So, and, and, but. What I'm reminded of when I see the Giants, if I could just say something real quick to that, is what we were doing in, in 2010, right? It had just come off the the um, the player strike, and Howie, when his first season as GM, he had that dream team, right? And he 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 traded for all these freaking guys and free agent uh, signed all these free agent guys as if that was going to supplement and make the team great, and it was terrible. And I, I have that feeling with the Giants, like. Dave Gettleman is in desperation mode. He's been there for, I don't know, two, three seasons now and has barely anything to show for. You wasted premium picks on redundant positions like running back and and your 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 franchise QB is maybe not a franchise QB. Like you you have to figure it out this season, I feel like, right? Um, and that's why he's throwing money at these these guys. So I don't know, I don't know. If if Adore Jackson is gets an offer from the Giants that is money we can't afford, they but have you know, But you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you're right. But what the Giants don't have is an up-and-coming rookie who is well respected like Jalen Hurts. Not just on the Eagles. A lot of cats in the NFL like this dude. Yeah. Like a lot of people say oh, this cat is real. His All right. Final, his presence. So so 
Howie, even though, you know, we did what we did to get under the cap, and now we do got a little bit of money. Man, listen, regardless of how stubborn Slay is, because he is he's a stubborn motherfucker, because he is, boy, need help. Mm-hmm. All right? And who better than a Dory Jackson? Who, how old is he? 25? 25. 25 years old. 25. And Kyle Fuller's 24. Right. No, those are those would be those would be my targets. I, I would like to see that. You know, oh, I just not to cut you off. I'm sorry. Didn't yeah. Kyle Fuller go to the Broncos though? No. Did yes, he? He did. No, no, that's uh no. Are you serious? I think so. I think it was quick. I think he was he was he was dropped by them and maybe you're right. I think Kyle maybe Fuller got picked up by the Broncos today or yesterday. He signed. Mm-hmm. Look at your face. <laughs> it is what it, I mean. Look, yeah. like, that's what happens when you grow. That's what happens. So let let's get into our our final segment of the day because that brings up a, a, a basically what we were saying earlier, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that before we before we leave off this topic. I just have to go on a little bit of a rant <sighs> for all you Eagles fans out there who are deluded to think that Nick Foles coming back. To back up Jalen Hurts would be a good idea. I'm here to tell you, stop smoking. Put it down. Go outside. Get some fresh air. And come back to reality. Okay? That man is never going to back up another Eagles quarterback. Again, he should not. Okay? We, We love you, Nick. We appreciate you. We have a statue hanging out there for you. For everything you've done for us. That you hate. But you're washed. If you can't beat Mitchell Trubisky and Gardner Mishu for starting, thank you for your services. We appreciate you. We'll always have 2017. See you when I see you. Yo, you just, you, yo, you really just like assassinated my whole uh, conversation. You're right. I was about to defend the man, but you're right. As soon as you said Gardner Mishu and and, uh, Trubisky, I, I was no. I'm done. Had Great, to be right? done. Yeah, I'm had done. to be done. Sorry. Gotta sober you up. It's, Damn, it's I can't even talk. say nothing, bro. I that can't. Is, I mean, that's that's the reality of it. You can't bring them back. As well, a spot start, it depends. I, I wouldn't even entertain it at this point. You know what I mean? So the who's to say we'll it, mess, who's say we'll mess with it Hurts? Just... Who's to say we'll mess with Hurts as a psyche? Why, why, so why can't the Eagles just go ahead and just bring in Alex Smith? The back That'll be the perfect. Or, or Josh McCown. Why can't we bring Josh McCown back? The Texans are shit show. See my face, yo. Really? Stop. Now, Listen, like, I'm saying if you're gonna bring old people back, if you're gonna no. bring retreads back, there's no. a bunch of other retreads without dude, the emotional. That, no, I agree. I, I hate to say this. I'd rather bring Foles back before I bring McCown back. Fuck. How about Geno Smith? Fuck no. Hell no. No, well, uh, no. Didn't, didn't Lori fly to his pro day? Yeah, yeah, hell no. I believe yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Dino Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Lori flew to his. Yeah, pro I know. Day I know. No, I, I'd rather bring Alex Smith in here because how about it's Kaepernick? The, it's the downtime, so I'm pretty sure. Okay, I actually think about Kaepernick. Kaepernick. That's not you think the media file would be too? No, I mean, listen, listen. For the circus component of it, it will not happen. But for for and for and also, I think. Well, I don't. I don't know. The narrative was out there that he needed to start, Mm. but I don't think so. But I just think that 
Philadelphia is so geared to consistently if if there isn't even a hint that the backup could be better, Philadelphia's gonna ask about the I, backup. I, I, I tell you what though, very interesting that you said that. Yeah. So yeah. Ro, Ro, okay, guys, ride with me on this real quick. So COVID hit us like a motherfucker, right? A, a lot of money was lost, revenue, all of that shit. Jeffrey Laurie is so much of the of a what's the word? He is what's the word I can use? Because I, I want to say that too. No, he is a he's a people pleaser. He wants he correct, wants correct. He wants to be so, liked. He wants so attention in a positive way. He yeah, he's an attention seeker. So with that being said, this is the same guy who brought in Michael Vick. He he brought in Michael Vick. This man just made. Um, um, he might bring in Kaepernick for money to, to, right. to sell tickets. Right. Never if, know. If he thought, if he thought that the perception of the team was uh, not good, like like people weren't excited enough, I could definitely see as maybe as a media publicity generator, uh, Kaepernick coming in. You know, um, it honestly comes down with I think like um, you know, I honestly think it'll come down to. What ends up going on to the 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 draft pick? You know, it, it, they're leaving the door open for maybe, maybe. Honestly, the only quarterback that I even consider at six would be Justin Fields. That's that's it. Okay, for me. So, I don't so, want and, no I'm quarterback. I'm not saying. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying we should do it. I'm yeah, not saying yeah. we should do it. But oh, if we are at six and he's still there. You should no, not pass this no, up. No, 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 y'all listen, listen. Everybody just, keeps saying this. So listen, if whether whether Fields is there or 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 Lance or whoever, this team don't have no fucking wide receivers, bro. No, no, no. Listen to me. You, 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 you draft him. Okay. Mm-hmm. You trade Jalen because uh, you can't. You can't have another situation like that. You draft him. You trade Jalen. You package that pick. You trade back up and you you pick a wide receiver or you get yourself uh uh, uh something in in the second round. I, I would be comfortable with that. I hate to say it, but Jalen is better than Phils right now because he got more experience. So like, what's the what's okay? And on that note. <laughs> Call Eagles. <laughs> Good one, yo. That's a damn shame, yo. <laughs> I'm on Patrick Sartain. Oh, right, right, right. Wiz was talking about, you know, we need we need a solid uh presence next to, to Slay. I'd be okay with Sartain. I won't. Sartain is What's the per- what's the purpose of drafting him right now? He's a rookie, John. You can't put him in there with these veteran receivers. They're gonna kill him. What did what did what did the SEC? What did Cal Pitts for years? What did Cal Pitts do? He is in my starter at Alabama. What, That's the I, best I don't, I don't give a damn if he went to a starter as a true freshman at Alabama. You played against the best talent. What did he do to Cal Pitts? Wait, wait, wait. What did Cal Pitts do to him? Oh yeah. That's oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you talking about No, you're passing on Cal Pitts. Stop. Thank you. John, please. No, I was oh, with you, know you and then and then you were you went to a, you went to a place I could not go. Get him, get him, yo, get him, 
you know. I got you, and I now I'm about be, to get John. It's not. I, I, I like Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't take him at six, but I wouldn't be surprised. Man, I wouldn't please. be surprised. Just okay, like, and on that note, let's go into. Got him. Because I can't with y'all. If I have to gather my our fans on Twitter about this Kyle Pitts pick, I will gather our co-hosts too. Okay, yes, we yeah. cannot have it alone. It's not happening. We have, we have already, we still have Zach Ertz. Let's not, let's How not. How about that? Yes. We yeah, still have Zach Ertz crazy. on the team. It's conditional. You know nope. what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, see, I don't want them to take Kyle Picks at six. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I <laughs> like him. I like, he's probably the most unique prospect out of all the prospects. Yeah, can I, can I, can if, I say if something? the Eagles didn't have a tight end, no, a tight end let me, one. Let me say something. Let me say something to, to the counters of the world that's probably watching the show. I just gave you a shout out to, to all the other Eagle fans on Twitter or all over social media who's asking for Kyle Pitts. You are talking about Howard Roseman. Okay? This is a man. To Florida. Oh my God. This is a man who will not allow his coach to put the players in that he wants. If he does, let's say for a let's say if he do draft Pitts, and I hate that I'm saying this, he's not gonna draft him as a fucking wide receiver. Okay? Get that through your mind. Why ain't nobody understanding that? We don't have no rock. They just released Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffrey is going. Um, Marquise Goodwin. Who? Marquise Goodwin. Correct. We don't have no legit threat. Right. All we have is Greg Ward and Travis Fogum. Oh, and JJ Arthago White. Fogum is not a number one, John. He's not a number one, John. Don't no, sleep John. on Fogum. No, I'm John. telling you. Don't so sleep on him. Stop. Don't stop, stop, John. On, a, on an average team, on, a, on any of this team, he's your number four. Number five, even. And and the fact that he's our one and our two is the problem. Go to the last one, y'all. All right. All right, y'all. So, so that, obviously, we have a diverse set of opinions about the draft. <laughs> And we'll be having more discussions about that in, in future podcasts. But we're going to end tonight's show with uh, an Eagle of the Week. We have uh, introduced this segment to, to really kind of uh, highlight certain Eagles players that we as fans gravitated to and really appreciated um, in their career among the team. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button and make sure you're following us at Three Birds and a Punt. Um, <clears throat> my Eagle of the Week is going to be Brent Selleck. Okay, um, Brett Selleck played 11 seasons as the Philadelphia Eagle, and he, for me, uh, uh, epitomized what it meant to be a Philadelphia Eagle. He lived, breathed, and spoke bleeding green. He was a very selfless player. He may not have had like crazy numbers. I think he only went to the Pro Bowl a couple of times. He has he he has a lot of franchise records, but but outside of the the team the the eagle fans knowing his importance i don't know how how much um accolades he got from the rest of the league but he was important to to an eagles and if and if brett selleck you knew what it meant to be a philadelphia eagle when brett selleck was on the team and i feel like that spirit is has been missing a little bit and i and i appreciated him and i'm um, one of my favorite memories was we didn't have very many great Chip Kelly moments when, when Chip was coach, but my favorite moment was the snow game 
when uh, we're playing the, the Lions and we're losing. And I'm so pissed. Okay, I'm screaming. I'm yelling at the TV. I'm walking back and forth, huffing and puffing. And we get into the second half. And all of a sudden, things just started working, going our way. And LaShawn McCoy went off. And it was because of Brett Salad having to lead the way, blocking. And he had that beautiful, sweet catch. And he's running. And he could have waited into the end zone. And then they would have had to go back out there and ice in the snow and the defense. But he slid, right, to to, 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 to to take the time off the clock, to ice the game away. And it just, it made me so happy. And I just have not had that type of bliss and joy for the team since, since 2017. And, and, and Brent Selleck was a large part of that. He was there for us winning the Super Bowl. And I will always be... Uh, so grateful and so happy that we were able to get him a Super Bowl win before he retired um, with the team. Last night, Eagle of the Week. And that's why I believe that Howie Roseman is the biggest ass clown there is because you have a tight end on your team that's just like that, that you're ready to release. And Zach Ertz, who got you a fucking Super Bowl. Super Bowl hero. Absolutely. You are absolutely right, Whip. All right, y'all. That has been uh, episode 19 of Three Birds and a Punt. You can follow us uh, on YouTube. Please subscribe to us. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Three Birds and a Punt. You can always download our, this episode wherever you get your podcast on Apple, Anchor, and Spotify. Um, you can follow me personally. My name is Afia, and I am at According to Afia. Uh, guys, let them know where they can follow you at. You can follow me on Twitter at Mary Jane's Gimp. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at John Monroe Jr. Brent Sellett lives in media. Shout out me. Yeah, he's a real Brent estate Brent. agent now. In <laughs> media. That's my hometown, baby. Shout out Delco. What's so up? <laughs> Shout out Delco. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, this has been Three Birds and a Punt. Go Birds. Go Birds. Peace.